Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is the your answer of why you are feeling so heartbroken. It is because of what it means Spiritually. Hey, babe. It's Asia Christina. <laughs> nice to meet you. This is Quality Queen Control. What is happening? Hello, angels. Happy Wednesday. How is everybody feeling? Are you guys feeling as good as I'm looking? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Okay. I'm, I'm making a joke. I'm making a joke. If you are watching me, I highly encourage you to watch me. Um, but if you're listening, that is completely fine. I want to thank you for spending your Wednesday with me. I want to get into this because I have quite a bit of notes, um, to cover. And I know this is going to be a hot take. We are going to be talking about breakups and soul ties. So I actually did a poll on my Instagram. I would say prior to you guys seeing this, I think it was about maybe a month ago, safe to say like a month ago, it was my last post where I did a poll and I was asking what video topics you guys wanted me to cover or podcast topics. And one of them was breakups and soul ties. So you know me, we're going to bring it all the way back to the Bible. Okay. So I first want to explain why soul ties are formed and the dangers of sex outside of marriage. Oh my goodness. Which is marriage is covenant from a biblical perspective. And I also want to give you guys this disclaimer. I am not sitting here saying like, you're going to hell because you already did the do like I'm not sitting here saying that in any capacity. What I am hoping that you guys can gather from this is how, you know, God's redeeming love is so, so amazing. And even if you are someone that has participated in this, even if you've done it 100 million times, it doesn't matter. If you are going to surrender your life to Christ and you change your life over to Christ and you give your life over to Christ, you are going to be made a new creature. That is the actual good news. And that's what is so amazing about this whole thing. So I just want to give that disclaimer that I am not sitting here saying this from a condemning perspective, saying like anyone's better than anyone or whatever the case is. I'm here to tell you the truth. And guess what? I am not exempt from this truth. This goes for Aisha Christina Foster as well. Okay. 
So soul ties, what exactly are they? Soul ties are said to be connections from one person's soul. What is your soul, family? Your mind, your will, and emotions to or into another person's soul, aka their mind, will, and emotions. So let's just stop right there for for a brief minute. If you are connected to someone's mind, will, and emotions, this is why you just can't leave that guy alone. If you want to put this in the terms, now, I don't know too much about what the new agers call twin twin flames or whatever, but I'm assuming twin flames are kind of looked at like um, they are soulmates or to some degree, and their mind, will, and emotions are connected and tied to these individuals. And this is why you you it, think about the definition of soul. This is why you feel so out of control. This is why you can't leave this person alone. This is why all you want to do is be with this person. You there are even soul tie dynamics where you don't even want to be with this person romantically, you know, or anything. It just so happens that because this, you know, of this strong, you know, sexual connection you have with this person, it just makes you just want to, you know, drop everything you're doing and go be with them. And so we're going to take it on to the scripture now. In Genesis 2.24, it says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. They shall become one flesh. So we're already seeing here in the beginning of time in the Old Testament where God views that, you know, um, you know, marriage and 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 the consummation of a marriage, so to speak, he then views you as one person from a biblical context. Okay. So one flesh, right? There are two parts to one being. This means expressing a sexual union. And second, there are um, there being spiritual dimensions to one flesh. Okay. So this is why casual encounters, they have implications. All right. Every sexual relationship has a one flesh bond. And although it might, it may not be your intention to like, you know, become one with that person, or that, that may not even be a desire of yours in a spiritual sense, you do. Because you cannot have one without the other. You cannot, you know, this is why, you know, when you, of course, like men and women are hard, hardwired a, a different way, but this is why, you, especially for women, think about how we, how we are autonomically. We are the receivers. Men are the givers. I didn't make this up, fam. It, this is, I think we all can agree with this. And so, because of this fact, when you think about it from that perspective, it's like, okay, you are allowing someone into your, 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 your spirit, your, your soul, your body, all these different things. And that's not a big deal. We live in a, in a culture today. This is why even in, in being lukewarm, coming from lukewarm uh, type of Christianity, you know, where I was tolerate, tolerant of certain things or whatever. This is a concept I've just never, I've, I've always just had an aversion against. There is nothing casual about, you know, hooking up with him and him and him and then bragging about it. Oh yeah, girl, last night I was with Tom and then I was with Harry. Like, it's like, I, I just, there's nothing casual about it. You are sharing your body with, with these individuals, you're sharing your body with, and it is a spiritual experience. And this is why you want to know why people, you know, they also say, don't, don't make sure you don't give this up too soon. All these different things. It is because at the root of things from the creator 
of life, the root of it all is because it creates a bond, a one flesh bond where you are supposed to be only sharing this with the person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. And I know that may sound so old school and all these different things, but it is true. Explain to me why even in present day, these dynamics are unsuccessful. Explain to me why they're unsuccessful, where, you know, we're making a dynamic like this casual. Why is it so unsuccessful? Answer that. So the Bible deals with legal rights, right? This is something that I've learned. And, and also, so does the kingdom of darkness. So when you're adhering to biblical principle, right, giving someone that you are not in a holy, okay, aka set apart, that's the biblical definition of holy, Okay, covenant, okay, with you're giving them access to your body. It is unlawful to God and to end your own body. Sexual sin is the only sin that is against one's own body. Every other sin is done outside of the body, but sexual sin is literally a sin towards your own body. Mm. So 1 Corinthians 6.18 says to flee from sexual immorality, right? Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. That is that scripture exactly. So I'm gonna give you an analogy via uh, the commentary app. So it says that sex outside of marriage is like a man robbing a bank, okay? He gets something, but it is not his, and one day he will pay for it. Sex within a marriage is like a person putting money into a bank where there is safety, there is security, and he will collect dividends. So when you think about this, sin separates us from feeling God's love for us. Every, there's not a single chance, a time where you're committing sin and you're going, man, <laughs> I feel close to the never, Lord. Never. You're feeling shame. You're feeling guilt. You're feeling probably like more lustful, you know, about yourself where you're like, oh, I, I want to do that again. Like, oh, yeah, I want to do that again. You know what I mean? Like, that's probably how you're feeling or you're feeling like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to go to church now? Like, I know what I just did. I, I shouldn't have done this. Like, 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 you just feel all of this guilt. And this is why, like, and this is why I'm so glad we are talking about this topic on today. I'm so happy we're talking about this. This is the your answer of why you are feeling so heartbroken after, you know, having these encounters with these individuals and all these different things. These, this is why you can't get over certain dynamics. It is because of what it means spiritually, and I'm backing it up biblically, okay? So think about this. Like I was saying, um, sin, it separates us from being able to feel God's love for us, and it separates us from God. And that's why when Jesus was crucified, oh yeah, and I asked my dad about this when I saw the passion of the Christ. I was like, daddy, why did Jesus say, Lord, why have you forsaken me? And my dad said, because in that moment is when he took on our sin and he felt the absence of God. Wow. So our sins and iniquities, iniquities meaning your willful sin, it separates you from God. The last thing you're thinking of in fornication is the Lord. Is this not the root of brokenness? The Bible does not say flee from sex. It says flee from sexual immorality. Sex is a good thing. Did you not know that? Sex is a good thing. You know, sex within the um, parameters of a marriage is like worship. It's a amazing thing. God created sex. Whatever the devil gets his hands on, he's going to copy. He's going to defile. He's going to corrupt. So do not underestimate ever the power of lust 
All right. You don't dance with the devil. Okay. And you shouldn't try and play with fire because inevitably you will end up getting burned. And I find that when it comes to, you know, let's be honest here, when it comes to things that pertain to sex and things like that, we tend to like to play around with it. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to shave tonight because, you know, we're not going to do nothing if I don't. Girl, now this man's excuse is we grown. <laughs> Who cares about that? You know? And you're like, I mean, like, I don't even know how this happened. Like, I don't even know how I ended up in this position. Like, what is happening? Like, stop. Like, like, stop touching me. That's disgusting. Like, I don't want you to touch me. But you know what it is. You know what it was when you signed up. Like Drake said. Yes, I quoted Drake. Okay. You know what it was when you signed up. And a lot of the times we like to do things like this and participate. And lust is the one thing that is so, it's extra deceptive. It's like you're sitting there in the midst of someone that you have a mutual attraction to. Things are going to happen. Okay. Matthew 26, verse 41, King James Version. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit, I love this so much. Wow. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Oh my goodness. Your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. So according to the commentary, it says sexual immorality works against God's purpose for sex, right? A true one flesh godly relationship. Sex outside of a marriage can be exciting, but it isn't enriching. Mm. And so I Googled the definition of enriching and it says enhancing the quality or value. So this tells us that sex outside of a marriage it's exciting. Yes, we all are admitting this, but it doesn't enhance the quality or the value, which means women, especially for us, and this honestly goes for men too. I'm not just going to get on us ladies. Your value is not increasing or enhancing by any means by doing this outside of the parameters of a marriage. Hebrews 13, four says the marriage bed is undefiled. Okay. The sexual relationship between husband and wife is pure, holy, and good before God. So here's a fun fact, right? We are reminded that Paul uses the, the Greek word pornea, 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 sound familiar? Which refers to a broad range of sexual sin. Let that sink in. So to flee from sexual immorality means more than not having sexual intercourse with someone that you're not married to. This includes pornographic, okay, videos, images, movies, books, magazines, internet sites. And this is what is so significant about it being a sin against your own body, right? Paul isn't saying that sexual immorality is worse than any other sin, but he does teach that sexual sin has a unique effect on the body. The effect is physical, but it is also moral and spiritual. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Wow. Mm. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, it says a principle and a command for sexual purity among Christians, glorify God in your body. I know we hear things like this all the time. Honestly, angels, I know that we do. And when you, especially for me, you grow up in a Christian home and all these different things, or, you know, if you're in the world, especially it's like you grow up hearing about these things like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Like whatever. But you don't understand the gravity of why it is bad. And, and a lot of the times it takes, this is why God, thank God for his redeeming love and his grace and his favor. Okay. Um, the fact that he can redeem these qualities and he can create in us a new creature. Thank God for, for his ability to do that because it's almost like as human beings, because, you know, Satan appeals to the pride of life and to our fleshly desires. We, some of us have to go through these things in order to realize the goodness of God and to realize the favor and the, and his mercy and his love over your life of why these things are wrong so that you can feel the conviction and grieve the Holy Spirit once you partake in these things. And in, in, in actuality, sin, when God tells us to refrain from sin, it is not because he hates us and he doesn't want us to have fun and he doesn't want us to live our lives. Like, no, it's because he wants to prevent us from certain things happening. That's why he says to flee from these types of things. So like I said in Corinthians, glorify God in your body or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God and you are not your own for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God's, right? Because we know God is the Trinity, right? He's the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, a temple Think about what a temple is. A temple is a, a sacred place to God and pure from immorality. And if it is true, right, that we are filled with the spirit, then this, this truth has to influence our sexual behavior as well. And if we commit, you know, sexual immorality as Christians, then we are doing what? We are polluting God's temple. Right. So it's so interesting. We're all so willing to do things of the flesh and fulfill our sinful nature, especially when it comes to things like this. You tell people don't steal. Da -da -da -da, and it's like, OK, cool. Like, I'm just not going to steal. I'm not going to do this. But when it comes to this area. 
This is why it is so difficult to stop these soul ties and to get over breakups and all these different things. We're so willing to do these things of the flesh and, and these things are of the devil. But when it comes to the things of God, it is such a struggle. Everything we do in life, it's going to take a willingness to want to conform to that desired thing. So you can overcome these desires because of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Now, this only pertains to believers of Christ, right? You have to believe that blood brought believers. You have to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Okay, you can say the salvation prayer, but being that blood bought believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit, okay? That we have the strength and the power to overcome the sins of our flesh, all right? And in Hebrew 4 verse 12, It says, for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and your spirit, of joints and of marrow, and of discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I love that. The word of God, this is why when you are aligned with God, you can discern the intentions of people's heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And this is why so many times it's so easy for us to be deceived by certain people. But the closer that you get to God and and you allow his Holy Spirit to, to help you discern and to show you and to guide you and to lead you and to partner with you to show you, stay away from that person. God is gonna give you discernment. Stay away from that person because that person's not good good for you. God's gonna allow you to bow out gracefully out of certain situations. God is gonna reveal to you the intentions of certain people. God is going to do that through his Holy Spirit. So here's another analogy, right? If we glue one object together, okay? One object to another, it will adhere. If we remove it, it will leave behind a small amount of residue. The longer it remains, the more residue is left. If we take that glued object and stick it to several places repeatedly, it will leave a residue everywhere we stuck it. And if we have, and it will eventually lose its ability to adhere to anything. This is much like what happens to us when we engage in casual sex. Every time we leave a sexual relationship, we leave a part of ourselves behind. Mm. The longer the relationship has gone on, the more we leave behind, the more we lose ourselves. As we go from partner to partner, we continue to lose a tiny bit of ourselves each time. And eventually we may lose our ability to form a lasting sexual relationship at all. The sexual relationship is so strong and so intimate that we cannot enter into it casually, no matter how easy it may seem. And the reason I find this to be so profound, this is via the Enduring Word app when I was studying about, you know, um, marriage outside of, you know, sex outside of the covenant of marriage and, and how we get into soul ties because soul ties is not a biblical term, but there are biblical, there is biblical context to back up why we should not participate in these things. And so isn't it interesting, right? A person that has seen, this is why they call it the narrow path, a person that has seen so many different things in their life It's hard for them to shut their mind off and try and believe one thing because they've experienced so much. They've been a part of so much debauchery. 
that it's so hard for them to narrow down and be like, okay, I'm going to buckle down here and I want to follow. And it's not impossible. Nothing is impossible for God. But there's like, when you've been so defiled, it's a lot harder for you to get on the straight and narrow path. It really, really is. And this brings me back to what I said when um, I was mentioning that Janine Amapola, she mentioned something on her podcast where she was saying that the devil minimizes things and then he'll maximize your, your condemnation. It's just like an analogy my father gave where he was saying that, you know, spider webs, aka, you can think of it as temptation. It's easy to get into, but once you try and get out of the spider web, you're, you, you can't, you're like, and you're getting more and more and more and more deeper into these things until you're trapped. Then you're wrapped up and woven and then you're, huh, eaten alive because you are the prey. And that's exactly what happens when we continuously engage in this. And this is why when sin, it brings us further away from God, because the more you do it, the more you become desensitized to it. It's not a big deal. You do it once. Okay. You might feel a little bit bad, but then you fall into it again. You fall into it again to the point where you have no, no feeling of conviction at all in your heart to even want to change your ways. This is why all in all soul ties feel the way that they do because it is a, you are taking part in a spiritual experience. Sex is a spiritual experience. Sex is created by God. Okay. And it is to be had between in the parameters of a marriage. And I know that that sounds so wild to some people. Oh, so I'm really supposed to just wait till I'm married. Uh, Yeah, boo, you do. If you want things to end up, if you want to do things the right way. And I know there are tons of stories. Like I said, there are always exceptions to the rule, you know, um, not biblically speaking, but there are always exceptions to the rule. People have, you know, maybe done things and then they have married those partners or whatever. But once you know better, you are listening to this message, which tells me now, uh, the seed has already been planted, babe. You are responsible now. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Like you are now responsible. This is going, the seed that I'm planting has been ingrained. So you have to, um, you have to make sure that you are doing the right thing. So next I want to move on to breakups and heartbreak. The worldly advice for handling this pain includes writing an angry letter or tearing it up or going on a shopping spree or getting a makeover, drinking some wine, you know, eating chocolate, taking medication, or even like positive thinking. The world tends to focus on feelings, but God looks at the heart. All right. This is in 1 Samuel 16, verse seven. While the non-Christian may, you know, sense a waning in in, an intensity when it comes to heartbreak, right? Only a Christian can experience complete recovery because only a Christian has access to the power of the spirit of God who alone heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. This is uh, in Psalms 147 verse three. God is the one that heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God is able to restore things like new, okay? And the biblical definition of restoration is speed. Oh, hallelujah, right? And this is why all of a sudden you wake up one day and you feel transformed. Your mind is renewed. That is the power of Jesus Christ. This is why people that are of the world, to them, things, life is life. Life sucks, you know, like, you know, things happen, all these different things. But in God, he has such a redemptive quality about him. His Holy Spirit is so radical. It is so life-changing. It is so profound that you'll wake up one day and not want to do the things that you were doing the day before. Before, the hour before, the second before, you'll just be different. 
Only the power of the Holy Spirit can do something like that over your life. And I find that to be such a beautiful thing. That is the beautiful, the beauty in being a believer and following God. That is the beauty of it because it's like all of a sudden you turn around and you just don't have those same desires anymore. You don't want to go clubbing every single weekend anymore. You don't want to drown your sorrows in a bottle. You don't want to be smoking weed uh, every five seconds. You don't want to smoke weed at all. You don't need the vape pen. You don't need to figure out where's your jewel every five seconds. You don't need to feel crippled by the anxiety, the depression that has been, you know, taking, had a foothold in your life. You don't need those things because you know that the source of your happiness and your joy can come from an encounter and an experience and a full life of surrenderance to Jesus Christ. And honestly, like I said, my biggest thing for you guys is if you are someone that feels like, I don't really get this, like, what does this really mean? Like literally pray and say, God, show me that you are real. Prove to me that you are real in a way that only you can do. You can pray this. Show me that you are really who you say you are. And he will show out for you. I promise you. I think that's also one of the fastest prayers known to, to man. You know, when you say, God, like remove anyone from my life. And he's like, like swift. I feel like God also has a way of like, God, I want to have an encounter with you. I keep hearing about you. I keep hearing all these people are turning away from this type of lifestyle. People in the music industry, people that are playing in the sports industry are turning their lives over to Christ. God, please, I want to have an encounter with you. Show me that you are real. And I believe that he will do that for you. Yeah. So mm, the story of Job, right? In one day, this is such a profound story. In one day, Job lost his children, all almost all of his worldly uh, possessions and his health, okay, which is his means of livelihood. Then Job arose and he tore his robe and he shaved his head and he fell on the ground and he worshiped God. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So that came from Job 1, 20, verse 21. Jake, you know, Job grieved, right? Yet he worshiped God and remained faithful. That's why you'll hear Christians use this term where they'll say like, it doesn't matter what happens, like God is still good. God is still good. And it takes an experience and an encounter and spiritual maturity in your walk with God to understand that God is still good no matter what circumstances may have happen in your life because you have the foundational understanding that God is not keeping anything from you. God only wants to give you, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, God only wants to give you things that are good for you. Okay. Essentially, that's what he wants to provide for you. So if you believe in your heart without a shadow of doubt that God is not holding anything that is for me back from me, and you stand in that conviction, you will know that no matter what things may look like, the opposite of fear is not, you know, um, the opposite of faith is not fear. It is sight, like Pastor Jerry Flowers said. So you have that understanding of, okay, like no matter what it looks like, God is still good. So like I said, he worshiped God and he remained faithful. And although he did have doubts, right? Like we all, we, all of us do as to God's goodness in these terrible events through the trial, he actually decided to draw closer to God. Okay. Through God's revelation of himself. So in Job 42, one through five, Job learned that all believers can learn 
through heartbreak. God is faithful. God is good. And God is trustworthy. All right. Another example of someone that got over heartbreak was David. David was known as a man after God's own heart. He suffered many heartbreaking circumstances, but each time he recovered and was even a stronger man of God. Psalms 34 gives us an example of how David overcame the heartbreak by calling on the Lord. So notice the first step that he took. He sought the Lord and God answered him and delivered him from all his fears. That is a scripture, Psalm 34, verse four. So David knew that the Lord, right? He's near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. That is Psalms 34, verse 18. And finally, he expressed a confidence in the love of God that every believer should have. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. This means there are going to be things that we endure. You know, there may even be tragedy, but God is going to deliver us out of them all. Okay. And one is, you know, may ask in a moment of despair, like, okay, like God helped David, but can God help me? That's what we want to know. Right. And the answer is yes, he absolutely can. All right. God literally himself came, you know, and spared his own son and gave his own son up for us all. How would he not do the same for us? What a comfort to know that God will never leave you or forsake you. Hebrews 13 verse five. Okay. God is always near to the comfort of the believer. Okay. Blessed be the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our affliction. Okay. Or second Corinthians one verse three to four, God who cannot lie has promised to go through us in, uh, in our trials. So when you pass through the waters, God said, he's going to be with you through the rivers. They shall not overwhelm you. And though you walk through the fire, you shall not get burned and the flame shall not consume you. If that is not Wow. If that is not profound and powerful, like although you go through these things, you'll walk through the fire and you won't get burned. Like diamonds are made in a refining process. Like this is the pruning process. Like although you go through these things, although you're experiencing heartbreak, God is going to bring you through. You will, this will not be the end of you. This is the end of yourself. This is the beginning of your relationship in Christ. So in conclusion, is there hope? Yes, there is hope. Okay. If have you engaged in premarital sex or have you maybe lost your, you know, your virginity or what have you, can you come to Christ after these things? See, the Holy Spirit, like I said, will convict us of the sin and there will be grief over it. However, it's important and vital to know that there is no sin that is beyond the reach of the blood of Jesus. So if we confess these things, he will not only forgive us, but he will also cleanse us from these things. He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which is in 1 John 1 through 9. And furthermore, in addition to the forgiveness, okay, which in itself is phenomenal. God is going to restore you. All right. And in Joel 2 verse 25, God tells Israel that he will restore the years that the locusts had eaten. This is not only a direct promise to us Christians today, but this indicates that God has a restorative character. Premarital sex, if you think about it, is like the locust that consumes our sense of self, our self-esteem, our perception of forgiveness. 
think about that. I already did this thing. How can I truly be forgiven? I already did it. I feel like I'm defiled already, but God can restore those things. And scripture tells us, right, that when we come to Christ, we are new creations. Second Corinthians 5, 17. So the one who engaged in these premarital things prior to conversion is recreated by God into a new person. The old is gone and the new has come. Okay. So I'm just going to end with these three scriptures and then we're going to do a quick a quick prayer. So one, first Peter five, seven, cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. All right. John 14, 27, peace. I leave with you. My peace. I give to you, not as the world gives. Do I give to you? Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. And also one of my favorites, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you future and hope. So I want to end with this prayer right now and say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you touch the person that is listening and watching on today. I ask that you make every crooked place straight, Lord. I ask that you mend their hearts. I ask that you cleanse them, that you fill them with a peace that surpasses all understanding. I ask that you break any strongholds on their behalf. I ask that you break and cast down the spirit of rejection, the spirit of heartbrokenness and unworthiness, the spirit of heartbreak and fill them with radical acceptance of you, fill their heart with you because we know that your word says in Jeremiah 29, 11, and we trust you, Jesus. You are the way maker. You are the chain breaker. And there is so much power in the name of Jesus. And so I lift up all worry, all anxiety to you, Lord, and mend every broken heart and break every soul tie in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So with that being said, angels, do not forget that I love you and God loves you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope that this was a blessing to you. And I will speak to you, beautiful angels, in my next episode. Mwah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.